That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I am Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. <laughs> this is good. And this is uh, this is Batman v Superman by the minute, minute one, the start of an incredible endeavor. Whether that's incredible in a good way or foolhardy, I guess we will find out. But we are beginning our quest to rewatch Batman v Superman one minute at a time and see if the secret of the universe lays within. Is that would that be accurate? That does. I just realized we never spoke these words to each other. I was just assuming we're going with the ultimate edition because the theatrical edition doesn't count. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. Okay. I would say we are going with ultimate also because of how the title card comes up on screen. Yes. Uh, which is, I believe, as far as this first minute gets. So we are going to... That is a, it's a, it's in my mind where this movie begins is apparently like 10 minutes into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I am, I am thrilled and, um, let's start with minute one. Things fall. Things on earth. And what falls must wait. is fallen. Bruce! So the official beginning of the movie, I'm tempted to have it run in the background, but I do recall we open on... I know this is one of my like guilty treats of a movie is the Warner Brothers logo in a special graphical presentation. I believe this is marble. Yes, it's got to be um, right. Um, or something like that. Well, and does that appear first or does that leaf, the floating leaf appear first? Oh, yeah. Good call. Because that uh, I always thought that was one of the oh, it's simultaneous. OK, because that's one of those things about this movie that depending on who you ask is either beating you over the head or too subtle for most people to pick up is the the leaf which and maybe this i'm adding this here or not but reminds me of fall and this whole like first couple minutes is just like everything is falling um and um and so there's leaves falling and leaves as in autumn as in fall and um and it's like the very first thing you see is sort of yeah, that motif i always have that um moment uh in a movie like where it opens up i guess shane black is kind of the easiest example because it's always set at christmas but i'm such a sucker for like the first thing uh, in the script that it will say is like summer the first word you're putting down there or one of the first words is like what time of year this mm -hmm. happens and while that doesn't matter i always picture i don't know what movie it is but i picture like you know like hot child summer in the city <laughs> right is like where we're starting a movie and it's like oh okay cool this is a summer story yeah well it, it's like before the movie is even started you almost feel that kind of crisp fall breeze and like it's silent and but like kind of there's something unsettling or kind of haunting about fall yeah, and, there, and it's it's paired with, like, I guess what eventually becomes clear is supposed to be, like, a church bell, mm -hmm. which which kind of ties in. We were getting the first, like, piano touches, and I can't remember who it was pointed out. The Man of Steel – Man of Steel opens with an incredibly slowed down introduction to Superman's theme. Mm -hmm. And then this opens with an incredibly slowed down introduction to Batman's. And Wonder Woman starts with a, a really drawn-out yeah. electric cello note. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's, it sets the atmosphere great. And then Aquaman opens to a vocalized <laughs> version of his, a pop, a pop version of his theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it opens with um, 
the uh, and that's even cool in its own way because it opens with the like underwater thrum of the trident. Oh, true, true, yeah. Uh, which is like its its own thing. But I mean, um, we'll we'll get there uh, eventually. We'll we'll get to more trident like objects in this story. But the thing that that always strikes me in this introduction, and I, I want to maybe ask you about how you took this at first, like in the theater, that we're immediately, I think, before we're even hit with an image. We're hit with Ben Affleck's voiceover mm-hmm. saying, "There was a time above." I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna brutal, brutalize this, but here, oh, I have there memorized. was a time above, a time before there were perfect things, diamond absolutes, how things fall, things on earth, and what falls is fallen. Yeah, and I remember thinking this was the moment where I saw it for the first time, where I realized, like. Oh damn, we're we're going to Bruce is the protagonist. You know, cuz even before that it was unclear of whether this was going to oh, be right. like, you know, co-leads or what, but opening not only on what it opens with, but his voice saying not only speaking, but I, we don't really know where he is speaking from. Is this Bruce who we meet at the start of the film looking back mm-hmm. is this bruce at the end of the film looking back yeah it's it's one of those things where it's it really once you start breaking it down you know, by the minute you're it's really beating you over the head with this yeah. like like you said before you even get an image this movie is saying this is different like it it spells out really the entire thing and so i guess when when you're talking about sort of the reception to this movie it's always really funny how even going back to before the movie came out, in retrospect, it's really laughable because I remember reading articles. It was one of those things that's like I, I have this memory of before BVS came out of every time anybody talked about it, it was, oh, this is a different Batman. This is a fallen Batman. This is a much more brutal <laughs> Batman. And it, there was no number of times they could have said that for people to know what to expect yeah. from this Batman. And then they, and they go right out and they open the movie with it. And he says like, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit cagey about it. Cause it's, it's poetic, but he's straight mm-hmm. up saying, Oh, by the way, this is about me and I'm bad. <laughs> I'm yeah, fallen. that, you know, there were diamond absolutes. There are not anymore. Yes. You know, like we are going to be living in gray. Again, the movie starts with gray as basically it's palette mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that it's working with. And there's a note, like um, when he says how things fall, it's almost like he pauses and clarifies things on Earth. Yeah. Which automatically creates this, oh, oh, okay. And it, it took, you know, until I saw it a few times and realized how hard they were driving home the, you know, you're you're not a man. Like it was very clear that Bruce is um, speaking for humans or for Earth as he, mm-hmm. he, as he sees himself at least. Like yeah. there's a reading of this where it, it's almost like once upon a time, right? Like um, – there was a time before, a time above, a time before. It might as like he could be speaking about Krypton, yeah, or well, it reminds Atlantis me of um, of Stranger Than Fiction. You, have you seen oh. that, 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 I, where Dustin Hoffman says, "Little did he know, yeah. I, wrote, I wrote a book on little. I've given seminars on little did he know." And this moment really reminds me of that because he's talking not just about he's saying there was a time above, a time before, but he so he talks about a time, he talks about a place, and he talks about a a action or emotion. Things are up and they're going down. Or things are perfect and they're becoming imperfect. It's like an expression yeah. of entropy. And and what falls is fallen is like the most final. Yeah, well, it's like depressed. Like when you 
after having seen the movie and looking back and knowing sort of where his character was, that's so, I don't know, dark, for lack of a better term, yeah. just to know that he's like wallowing in this, you know, later in the movie, he says, Alfred, we've always been criminals. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. he's living in the shit. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll get, you know, the question like, when is he speaking this will be answered right. in, in a coming minute. But just moving on from this, this is this is this is a great sign of how much. We're going to be able to talk about – like I'm looking – I have a pause. I'm literally looking at a black screen. <laughs> we move on from there to a zoom out from a polished black coffin. Yes. Uh, which is one of two. Uh, I guess we're kind of relied upon to to put the pieces here together ourselves. Yeah. And like you said, you know, waiting for the – watching it one minute at a time, paying attention. I think this is the first time I've actually registered Wayne Manor. Uh-huh. Like in the background of the shot before it, you know, fell into disrepair. And it's, it's you know, it's not like – it's not like a heartwarming poem. Yeah. Well, and that's – it's – it'll be interesting going through this minute by minute because there's a lot of things that I think are, we're going to end up saying a lot of times in different minutes. Mm-hmm. But this is something – this is the first of the many times we're going to say that it's really funny and sort of ironic in a way that they – there's two things happening – um, in the movie and also in sort of the audience reaction to the movie where it starts with these two coffins and you had the simultaneously you had the sigh of like oh it's Batman's origin story again you know yeah. eye roll we've never seen this before from one half of the audience and then the other half or the same half I never know is saying why didn't we get a Batman origin story I don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah why are we starting with the part of the story that we don't usually get to see yeah. I think uh, oh, Gotham mm-hmm. showed him burying them. But, yeah, that was the moment of, oh, right, I guess Bruce walked these coffins. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, how also, did we not see that? Yeah. And there's there's an assumption, a meta assumption that's really cool, like you said, of Bruce is talking and it's the coffins and we know it's the Waynes. And that's something this movie does a lot with, with mm. Batman because we've, we just got out of Nolan and yeah. they're talking about how we're going to differentiate this Batman. And they just, it's kind of bold how it just says, no, you know who Batman is. Mm-hmm. We don't need to tell you who Batman is again. We're going to tell you who Batman becomes or who Batman is not in this movie. How this is different because it is, uh, I guess he kind of got automatically Man of Steel was compared to Batman Begins or the, or the Dark Knight in Nolan's tone. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of inviting us to compare this version of Batman to Nolan's Batman. Mm-hmm. And right away, we are like, it's already happened. Yeah. And and I remember, you know, going into it, people were kind of, the last thing we need to see is the Wayne's shot again. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of ironic that the movie opens with like, you missed it. And we're, we're kind of, I like that it plays with where, where Batman Begins was a literal origin story. Like you are with Bruce before you know you you are in his life and seeing knowing that this is going to come yeah we're now viewing his origin through his eyes yeah having um which you know normally it's it's presented more as where the audience but here he's actually the one that is framing he's saying oh no here's what you're actually seeing you're actually yeah. seeing the origins of a heroic person that's not what happened yeah it's not i feel like it would be a different story if you're introduced to a character and you see them with their loved one and then the loved one is killed and you follow them through, through the funeral it's just telling a different story than opening with the person at the funeral you know mm-hmm. like you are you're defining them by grief and you know what was lost and what was taken right 
but yeah, the the remainder of this minute is uh, Bruce bolts. Uh, I never actually noticed that Alfred calls after him, Bruce. It's all right. I never noticed that. I noticed that with um, oh, the subtitles on. But. Even rewatching it for this, I didn't. I didn't realize he said, "I'll have to rewatch with the subtitles on <laughs> moving forward." That's an interesting catch. Yeah. Well, the camera is up above and it's mm-hmm. swooping as it follows him. There's an interesting shot here that's in another minute. I'll talk. I'll call it specifically when we get there. Yeah. But um. But like the ones that we see here are him running past and the camera pans or it's it's from above it's very disorienting and it's all all accompanied with i think the the loudest sound is just his panicked breathing yeah we we end with the uh resolution of the what we obviously know is the roof of the movie theater Mm -hmm. well actually Uh, right right before that i was gonna say right towards the end of the minute very fittingly is where it says a Zack snyder film yeah (laughs) um which just watching it's that means something so different today than than even even than it did then but that that means something very very specific i'm and gonna call out when his uh directed by credit also comes up yeah yeah because i noticed it comes in twice this is a Zack snyder film and the biggest clue is that the next shot could basically be on the page of a graphic novel yeah well it's the one that he steals from watchmen right <laughs> Oh yeah, right. With the one, and I mean the Batman v Superman, as you said, Ultimate Edition. This could be like out of you know the Dark Knight Returns. Like this is mm-hmm. such a um, I don't know. I just I love this frame, the shadow of the car. Like just the lighting of this so goes so into making this look interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like we are a minute into this, and I think it's not for several more minutes that this is looking like a regular movie yet. Yes. Uh, so this is still like, even though, um, you know, we're split between the like relative present to now we're getting the flashback mm-hmm. to, uh, to explain, you know, <laughs> what Bruce is running from, I guess this whole sequence, we're probably going to allude to Watchmen a lot, but, um, but we don't get much more than a man, a woman and a kid from above uh, walking on pavement and the, incredibly well-lit and perfectly colored Mark of Zorro poster to to send, like, every comic book fan in the crowd just, like, squealing with glee. Right. Well, and then with the Zack Snyder twist, and it might come in closer to the first few seconds of the next minute, but you have – they are leaving the Mark of Zorro, and that's that's the Batman story – but then coming next is Excalibur. That's really interesting because it's 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 embracing the old of this is this is his origin story. He saw the Mark of Zorro. But what's what's about to come uh, is Excalibur, and yeah. um, and obviously yeah, that, yeah, in the coming soon box. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, it's very uh, once again after after watching this through after spending so much time over the years kind of breaking it down that means something and it's it's important to contextualize what's about to happen in the next three hours we also get the appearance of ben affleck perfectly on the one minute mark yes uh which i i I thank the entire film crew i thank uh mr affleck uh for that that's perfect because now it lets us know who we're actually listening to which is nice Mm -hmm. i'm i'm also struck by the disgusting amount of gum that is uh stuck to this sidewalk (laughs) Um, uh, tr- truly horrifying. Well, that's shot in Chicago. That's the um, the Aragon Ballroom. So the 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 gum on the sidewalk feels very <laughs> very um, <laughs> real world. Um, you know, being familiar with that location. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Aragon also a very clutch movie with Jeremy Irons. So uh, <laughs> nice. a nice shout out for him. Yeah, um, I've also that brings us to the end of the minute. I've kind of so far I've been I've been putting together like the big question. The question I could think 
the only one from this first minute that I remember wondering was what happened to Bruce. Yeah. Because this is I, – I was assuming it was going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that where you were mentally? Were you expecting as we cut to this in the last seconds, are we going to see this play out the way that it always has? Were you expecting something different? I, I don't know. It's so hard to put myself in the shoes that I were um, – or that I was in it, it before this movie came out 30 years ago or however long that was, how long it seems like. But I do remember sitting in the theater and having this play out and just thinking they're they're doing something different. They're asking me to engage with this in a in a way that I have not been in, asked to engage with this story the hundred other times that I've read and watched it. You know, because yeah. it's it's the it's one of the oldest and most told not oldest but one of the most told stories period in comics and movies we've seen it from multiple different writers from multiple different directors different actors um, big screen small screen and then Zack Snyder comes in and you know this is a Zack Snyder film and he does it (laughs) again but it's not the same and the fact that he's playing with that familiarity and and trusting us to know what it is He's like, oh, I know mm-hmm. you've seen this, but you haven't seen it this way. And it's very – I think a lot of people tuned out pretty quickly because they'd seen it before. Sure. If you're paying attention, you know, it's um, it's saying, no, this is different. Pay attention. This is going to define what you're about to experience. And I knew exactly what was going to happen, but I think I still let out like an audible just like, oh, yeah. you know, like, oh, no, I got to watch this. Okay. We're going in slow motion with the snow falling and the family <laughs> hugging. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a lot is about to happen in this next minute, but that does it for for minute one. Crazy how much of what we're going to be talking about in the, in the, the minutes to come is distilled already within Within the first few seconds of, of this minute, but um, yeah. but just throughout this minute, we've already had like the main themes repeated multiple times. Yeah, that, that works out for us because then anytime we start repeating ourselves, we can just claim that the movie did it first. Uh, but that will do it for minute one of Batman v Superman and the first episode of Batman v Superman by the minute. We hope that our conversation has been enticing enough to uh, to encourage other fans to join us as we watch the rest of the movie, minute by minute. Obviously, people can share their thoughts on what they think on Twitter at BVS by the minute. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash Snyder Minute. Follow everything we're doing there with BVS by the minute and Justice League by the minute and basically an entire bonus podcast of all of the random stuff that we talk about. Uh, if people want more of us rambling, then they can get it there. We are excited. We we hope you are too and that you will accompany us for next episode. But until then, Jimmy, play us out. Miss Lane. Miss Lane. Jimmy Olsen, photographer. You! Come on, no, no! No! It's okay, Lois. Ila and Tuntarayan and Aqua General. Ile Turagat Inna Dakagatana Tim.